welcome to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Food is a big part of family life. Meals bring loved ones together, and they are also vital for a child's development. Some kids learn to appreciate those meals more than others, especially if they are living in a non-traditional family like kids who find themselves in the foster care system. And that was certainly the case for today's guest, who spent 12 years as a foster kid. He is now working to make sure others can enjoy a delicious meal. So we are joined now by Doug Miller. Doug, thank you so much for joining us on Florida Foodie. Hi, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So the first question is, is your restaurant that you're opening up in the Orlando area is called FK Your Diet. Yes, ma'am. So the topic has been, how do you pronounce that and what's the FK about? Uh, FK, your diet, just two letters and your diet. And it uh, stands for foster kids, your diet, which I spent 12 years in the foster care system. After I got out, I got lucky and uh, made a few dollars in business and was able to retire young. And I decided my hobby was cooking, so I opened up a restaurant. I based the menu items on my childhood, all the different foster homes I lived in. So how did you kind of marry those two things with a restaurant and, you know, cooking and serving food to being a foster kid? What was it about that experience that made you design your restaurant the way it is? So I spent all this time in foster care. Like I said, I got out and I was made a little money in business, retired. And uh, I decided, like, my biggest hobby is cooking. Foster kids, when I was in the system, we didn't get to eat a lot, you know? We got free lunch at school, and God bless the lunch lady, you know? She knew who the foster kids were. She would give us some extra food to eat. In the summertime, we would go down to the park, and we would get a sandwich from somebody that was giving away free food, and we Sometimes free food's the best. Uh, it had so much lunch meat on it, I'd take off about three quarters of the lunch meat and I would save it for later, you know, to get me through on Sunday, you know, until school started again on Monday. Uh, so food was always like scarce. And when we opened up FK Your Diet, we didn't only want it to be about um, my childhood, but we wanted everybody that came in here to leave with a to-go box enough food for them and their family. I don't know if that answers your question. It does, it does. So when you order something from FK Your Diet, you are giving very generous portions. Um, I I would say we're probably the best value in town. I got a text message from a customer. We opened up four days ago and a lady came in on Sunday with her family and she ordered and she messaged us on Facebook she said, Doug, I just want you to know uh, we're still eating that food from Sunday. Wow. Yeah. And it's got, it's got to be good if you're going to eat it for a couple of days. So that's certainly <laughs> kind of an extra little star there. But uh, big question is, what did you do before you opened FK Your Diet here in Orlando? Well, so when I got out of high school, uh, I had three things going for me. And, you know, I don't know if this is going to make your audience love me or hate me, but I, I'll just tell you. Um, back in the day, you wouldn't believe me. I was a good looking kid, you know, so it helps to be good looking. I, I could speak very well, not, not so much now, but back in the day, I knew how to pick the right words, put them in the right order to get the right response. And so, and I was white and you might 
you might say, well, how's that help? Well, when you're going to go into sales and everybody you're selling to is white, it helps to be white. Uh, it just is what it is. So uh, right off the bat, I was really successful in sales. And I started looking at the people that were making more money than me. They were doing less work. The one thing they all had in common was they owned the company. So I knew I had to own a company. So a uh, while back, uh, I started my first business was a telephone company, you know, property. Uh, I own a company called Garbage Guys Who Care. We have pink trash cans all over the state of Ohio. Uh, we give a big portion of our revenue back to breast cancer uh, victims, I guess is what we would call those poor, poor people. And uh, we made enough money that we could retire when I was 42 years old. Oh. So uh, life's good. Yeah. That is a great story. And it's amazing as someone who spent, you know, 12 years in the foster care system, yet you still felt you had kind of this white privilege. And obviously you use that and, uh, you know, became very successful in business. Well, you gotta, uh, you gotta understand that I had lots of black foster brothers and black foster sisters and they're dead. They're in prison. They're homeless. The girls have it the worst. I mean, cause they get into crappy relationships with abusive men, you know, or even worse, if you can imagine, I don't, I don't know who's going to watch this, but, you know, a female in the foster care system, when she ages out, it, it's, it's pretty well hell. You know, a guy, you know, maybe he gets on with a construction crew, you know, because you don't have any brains. It's uh, not, I'm not saying about every foster kid, but I'm just saying you're not prepared to go off to college. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really cared enough to prepare you for college. So to make a long story short, you, you just hustle to make a buck. And uh, so, yeah, I white privilege did me very well. And when it comes to what you guys stand for with your new restaurant, how are you kind of giving back and helping back the, the foster kids? So um, we first, we went at it with, uh, we opened up Fort Myers. And when we opened up our first location, we had protesters out in our parking lot and little old ladies were so mad at me. They called the police on us because our name was bad you know they thought it stood for i guess fire trucks can somebody turn off the radio please and uh anyways i mean codes and permits you know was up at me every single day they hated my name um within about a month that all changed everybody started loving us everybody really started appreciating what we did and we were giving money to Lutheran Services, Children's Network, a whole myriad of companies. Well, a couple of them called me up and they said, hey, Doug, what's your definition of a foster kid? And I'm like, what? You guys make foster kids. How do you not know what a foster kid is? You know, because I mean, they're the ones that yank people out of their homes and put them in foster care for good reasons, by the way. You know, they're not doing it because they're snatching kids and holding them for ransom. Um, but anyways, what they wanted to do is they wanted to take my donations and use it for other things to help their organization out that maybe didn't touch the kids' feet. Um, so we stopped doing that. Now we partner with agencies all over the state of Florida. They come up with a need, we fill the need. And in a little over two years, two years and six days to be exact, we've donated over $600,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. To local foster kid agencies. 
and foster kids. I mean, laptop computers, thousands of pairs of Nike shoes. We try to buy the kids the exact thing that I would buy for my own sons. We give to these kids. Um, graduation parties, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. We got, this is the coolest story ever. We, we got about 200 of the older children, the older foster kids, and they all put out a wish list. They wanted iPads and iPhones and I this and that. I everything, right? Apple, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, we got, and they said, Doug, don't worry about it. Don't, you don't feel like you have to get everything on this list. Not only we got everything on that list, except for two items was the biggest pain in the butt. A pair of black and gold fur, yellow, no, black and gold, black and yellow, sorry, black and yellow fur Ugg slides or slippers. We, Amazon didn't have them. I know you have a pair of those. <laughs> you know, I, know. <laughs> I, I do have 400 pairs of shoes. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, that and a triple X, uh, bad bunny red sweatshirt. We found that in Miami. And of course you did. <laughs> we, we, we literally got the kids everything they wanted. It was the first time in their lives they put something down on a piece of paper and they actually got what they wanted. And that was such an accomplishment for not only myself and my staff and my team, but for all of our customers who help us make this dream a reality for some You know what I'm amazed by is the fact that you remember those specific items. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, obviously it's very clear to me that, that your heart is in this 100% uh, based on your personal experience, certainly. Um, but to obviously, you know, that's something that stuck with you. You wanted to do right by those kids because you've been in their shoes. Where were you in the foster care system? And it sounds like you kind of were unfortunately one of those kids who bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, I was in California, and uh, my story is a simple one. It's pretty common. You know, my mom and dad died when I was real young. My aunt was a Jehovah Witness who liked to beat us like a pinata. When the police took me out of their homes, I had bruises all over my body. They sent me to live in what's called a group home. This is kind of like a, uh, you know, jail for kids. And then they just would ship you off to different foster homes, you know. And some guy would show up in a car. He'd say, well, you're not going back there. Here's your black trash bag. Go over to the next place. And I, my story is my story, right? And there are great, unbelievable, amazing people out there that are in the foster care system. And then there are people out there that are pieces of crap that are in the foster care system. Um, there are people that get into foster care and they can't take care of you anymore because their life changes. They go through a divorce. You know, mom loses a job, dad loses a job, they get pregnant. I mean, there's a million little variables that happen. Um, what happened with me was just, you know, when you're in there that long, you just get moved around a lot. You know, life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And, and do you have any siblings that were also, you know, with you and going through that as well? Yeah, I have two sisters who, um, you know, bounced around the system. They're both crackheads in Oregon somewhere, hmm. if they're still alive. Wow. I've, I've lost contact with them. They've been homeless, abused, raped, the whole nine yards. Oh. So, I mean, while you're talking to us, you're also, we also hear people working behind you because you still have a business right. that is absolutely giving back, as you obviously explained. But you're also hiring people who, who kind of need that second chance. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah, so... Uh, me and my friends, I love you. Um, 
first thing that we ask everybody is real simple, you know, what's, what's your dream job, you know? And then the second question we ask them is how we can help them get there. And we look at hiring not the best people for the job, but the people that need the job the most. So we have handicapped, we have the elderly, we have homeless, we have disabled, um, we have foster kids. Uh, I got two homeless people living in our house in Fort Myers while we're here right now. I don't know. You know, my girlfriend's not, you know, bless her heart. She just rides with this. <laughs> you know, people bring home dogs. I bring home homeless people. What can I say? So you started your business in Fort Myers two years and six days ago. And this is your second location in Orlando. No. No. Okay. So we own, we got one in Cape Coral. We have a food truck. We have this one and. Panama City is slated to open soon. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is on the menu? Just love, you know. Um, we just sell a lot of biscuits and gravy, meatloaf, southern fried chicken sandwich. What makes us kind of different than everybody else is everything on our menu is uh, it's made to my specifications. It's made the way that I would cook for my own children, for my own family. Uh, we probably use more butter in this restaurant than any other restaurant on the planet. Uh, heavy cream. You know, we have Doug nuts. Those are our version of the donuts. Uh, we have Doug balls. Those are our version of the Doug, like fall donuts. And uh, we do Doug buns. That's what we use instead of a hamburger bun. Meatloaf this high. Quiche, you know, which we spell with a K, not with a Q. Um, I was a horrible speller growing up. So I spelled everything phonetically, you know, it's like, you know, Coke would be K-O-K-E, you know, I mean, just, if it sounds right, that's how I did it. So when you look at our menu, people always want to point out the misspelling and uh, it's, it's intentional. Everything we do, we're, you know, over the years, I learned how to spell a little better and, you know, I learned how people uh, respond to certain things. So pay attention. And the, the folks who are coming in, I mean, is, is it because they've heard you from, from word of mouth? I mean, where are you even located? Uh, we're at 5406 Hansel Avenue. Um, most people stop because they think we're a Mexican restaurant. Um, everything <laughs> and why is that? It's because everything's bright. <laughs> I mean, it's orange, pink, yellow, green. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I love them. I'm like, nah, you know, just say, we got a breakfast burrito. It weighs four pounds. looks like a football on your plate. Uh, um, anyways, uh, I don't know. I, I guess you can't see everything around me. Uh, it used to be a Irish pub and literally it took about 10 million gallons of primer to get rid of all that dark brown wood. And when you come in here now, you can't help but smile and be happy. It's vibrant. It's bright. It's pink. It's orange. It's green. It's yellow. Um, it's a, it's a great place. I'm trying to figure out what part of town this is in because I feel like I, I need one of those burritos. You do. Yeah. You do. It's uh, it's in it's about a mile from Soto. It's a I mean literally okay. if I go about a half a mile I can see downtown. It's in the community of Edgewood. Okay. You know Edgewood they're not very happy with me um, because I painted a building in their town and I guess I didn't pick the ugly and brown color but uh. I really don't care what they think um, at the city of Edgewood. They didn't like my name. I guess they don't like foster kids. Don't really care about that either. Uh, this weekend we got completely slaughtered. Uh, our, 
our fans, our customers that know us and love us, they support us without reservation. They support uh, our drives when we're supporting foster kids. They know we will honor them with a good meal. We're truly the best value in town, if you want to say, for food. We give you a buffet worth of food on your plate. When did you guys open there, and how has it been going during the whole pandemic? Um, we opened up on Thursday here, wow. and it's, you know, every day gets better. Um, the pandemic, it's, it's a baseball bat to the face. I mean, yeah. you know, I spent 25 years in business. I, I, I like to say when I had a real job, and uh, this is this is what I, I love doing. I never had a job that I loved doing. Everything else I've always done was about making money. I had to make enough money so I could get my kids the stuff that they wanted and pay for the houses and the trips and all the crap. And so now I have a job that I absolutely love and it's a lot of work. It's 80, 90, 100 hours a week. And I thought I knew everything you needed to know about growing a company. And then all of a sudden COVID came up right. and you know, it's difficult, it's different. You know, it's hard. And why did you say you got slaughtered? I'm sorry. Well, just the crowds. So yeah. many people showed up. Um, you know, they just, yeah. You know, we don't spend any money on marketing. If you look at our social media following, I post something on social media and, you know, we get 1,000, 1,200 comments. Um, our, our customers are just right on. You know, they're like family. We know them by name. You know, uh, when I'm in Fort Myers, I'm going to tell you the first hundred people that walk in the door, 80 of them are going to order biscuits and gravy. And they're all going to know who I am. We're all going to talk. We're, you know, we're just friends. It's just a good vibe, good place to hang out. And we'll have that here in Orlando. Um, mm -hmm. This will happen. This community will embrace it. We'll build it out. We'll support foster kids. We'll change the perception a little bit and we'll add more of these. So are you open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Right now we're breakfast and lunch. Uh, I'm still trying to get everybody up to speed on our style of cooking. So our goal with our staff is, is if they have the desire to own a restaurant is to teach them how to cook, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't cook just with your your hands, you, you use your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you know, your hands, your ears, you know, everything, every part of your body. And so we're teaching them how to do that. And they, they wanna they want to cheat the customer so bad because of where they used to work, everything was portioned out, you know? Give them 17 and a half French fries. Uh, you know, it's a quarter pound of beef on the hamburger. Oh, my hamburger is probably a pound. You know, I, I, I want to see the french fries falling off the plate as it's leaving my kitchen. Um, my pet peeve when I own a restaurant is that if the food comes out cold, you know, the cook needs to be shot. And uh, so we serve every plate within 10 seconds, 15 seconds of it leaving the grill, it's in front of you. And I want to look out in my dining room and I want to see the steam coming off the plate. I want it hot. I mean, and at our price point, this isn't a place where you should necessarily come in and just wait for the next meal to come. If you guys want your food at the same time, order the same thing. But if you order this and they order that, I want you still to experience my food at its peak performance, at its peak temperature. So we don't have a heating lamp in our kitchen. It's grill the table. And uh, that's important to me. I mean, every ingredient has been hand-selected 
to do exactly like I would do at my house. And I love my family. And you were, and when we were talking about the pandemic, you, you saying that it was like a baseball bat to the face. Do you feel like with so many Central Floridians, especially struggling, you know, we, we continue to report about all these layoffs and furloughs. Do you feel like this is kind of your niche at this point? It, yeah, it, so, folks who, who need that, who need that food? Yeah, so I gave away 12,000 free meals during this pandemic, okay? Um, out of my pocket. Oh, I want you to understand. And I dropped about $150,000 opening up this business here in Orlando. And to get a permit to open up, I had to get a call to the governor so they could actually get us to open. And I'm sitting here going, you know, half the state's unemployed right now. They're in the service industry come on, let's get off your asses and let's get this restaurant open so we can hire a bunch of people. You know, we overstaff, we overpay and you know, we got to get the government to do their job. You know, if they got to, you know, right now the liquor department is closed. So if you're opening a bar in this town, you're almost out of luck. You got to call, you got to beg, you got to beg and call some more. It was a real hassle getting this thing open. You wouldn't, I mean, too much so, for what we're all dealing with right now. You know, they should be proactive. The city of Edgewood should be coming down here instead of charging me $500, they made me hire their consultant, their sign consultant, because they're so inept down there at their office and they don't know what they're doing to change a sticker. $500, I had to pay this consultant to learn how to take a sticker off a sign and put a new sticker on. And that $500 could have, if I was broke, might have, might have busted me. You know, the amount of red tape that they made us go through to open this place, insane. And, and I'm not the only business owner that's dealing with it. We're all dealing with it. Our vendors are, you know, cutting back. You know, you can't get a latex glove to save your life. You know, sometimes you can get pork, sometimes you can't. Uh, supply chains are completely, you know, 50-50 at best. And then you got half the customers out there who, you know, uh, think that it should be one way, the other think it should be another way, and somehow we're supposed to juggle all that as restaurant owners. So I only have one rule when you come into my restaurant. Don't be a schmuck. And <laughs> if you are, I tell you to leave. But if you want to come in here, have a great time. You got me kind of passionate about this right now. Um, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to love you. And if you can't afford to eat, I'll, I'll, I'll buy your food for you. Um, but if you're just going to try to beat me up on my price because of whatever you preconceived notion is, well, get out of here. So Thank you may, you know, obviously um, that's something that we hear all the time from business owners talking about red tape and all the hoops that they have to go through. But you've obviously owned businesses nationwide. Is that something that you have just kind of encountered here in central Florida or is that kind of a thing that you encounter no matter where you seem to open up a business? Okay. So you got to understand. So we're, Edgewood is in Orange County, so I have to do everything with Edgewood, then I have to do it all with Orange County, okay? And uh, I'm told by the people down there, well, the city councilman doesn't like my name. I don't give an FK. Um, you know, I'm sorry, I don't, who, who, I don't, I don't even, why do you even have a councilman? The town's about, you know, two traffic lights long. Right? So I got to do everything with them. Then I got to go do it with the real people that have the people that can actually come down here and do something about it. Uh, then, then I get told, 
well, you know, everything that's ever been in there has failed. Like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You're, you're actually saying this out loud to a business owner who's taking his hard-earned money, my retirement, investing it into this business so I can give back to the community. Amy and I have taken zero cents out of this business, zero. We've given it all back to our employees, all back to the community, all back to foster kids. And we're fighting the obnoxiousness of people's prejudices of what they think should and shouldn't be done. You know, mm -hmm. literally a half mile down the road from me, there's another restaurant called FK. I'm FK your diet. They're FK. I think they stand for a uh, fresh kitchen or something of that nature. Right. My name's trademark. We're legal. We're legit. We do everything above board. Um, I had a couple quick questions of things that you just mentioned. Are you going to have a bar? You mentioned liquor license. Oh, you can see my bar. It's beautiful. Oh, really? Okay. A full bar. Yeah. It, no, my full bar is incredible. So okay. I, we stripped down, you know how, you ever been in an Irish bar? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes. I don't know you, lady. You know, you're all like, yeah, I live there. I just have a rule about Irish bars. Don't open one unless you're in Ireland. But that's a business rule. Now, so we stripped it down and we did like a, uh, here's that, Splatter paint all over, bright yellow, and then we put what's it called? Epoxy, Epoxy all over. Oh it. yeah. Amy has to help me out. I can't remember. I know. Based what I'm hearing is you actually didn't do this work. Someone else. Did. I don't do anything. <laughs> we, we, Amy and I did the first one ourselves. We spent okay. a grand whopping total of twenty-eight thousand dollars opening our first restaurant, and from that we've been able to open uh, three of them and buy a food truck. Cool. Wow. Um, so my next question is, do you offer delivery? Uh, we will be offering uh, through the uh, Ubers and Grubhubs and the Vice Squads of the world. Okay. Uh, third party companies. You've mentioned butter, buns, and biscuits and gravy. What is yeah. your favorite menu item? So we're big into sugar. Uh, but anyways. You forgot uh, that one, Lisa. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, our biscuits and gravy are special. I use Jimmy Dean sausage. I put four pounds of sausage to every gallon of milk. Um, it's, it's special. It's our number one thing. Our number two thing is, and I'll give you guys my recipe, okay, is our French toast, okay? So I take vanilla Oreos, vanilla wafers, egg, heavy cream, cinnamon, and sugar. I throw it in a blender. I make my batter. I take three thick pieces of bakery bread that I have baked for me. I get all my bread baked for me, okay? I dip it in the mix and then I fry it on the griddle in clarified butter. That's where you get rid of all the milk fat and all that's left is the real healthy stuff that makes you go. <gasps> and anyways, I then cut it into Lincoln logs. I deep fry it. I build you a Lincoln log house and I smother it with cream cheese frosting syrup. It's called the Jakey. I'm and sorry. My mouth is watering. <laughs> it's only like two calories. So it's like- How many zeros did you take off of that? <laughs> I don't think we're big enough that we have to start figuring out our calorie count yet. Mm, yeah. That really does sound amazing. Well, uh, it's like that though. Yeah. And what's the price point here, Doug? Like 10, 12, 13 bucks. Wow. Like, okay, so here's, right, and I, I don't want to hear, I'll, I'll, I'm going to read to you the message that I got. And I mean, it, maybe it will give you a kind of a heads up. I believe 
without a shadow of a doubt, we are the best value in town. Um, nobody comes close. First, they don't give you as much food as we do. Um, sorry, let me, uh, okay, go to that one here, continue. Oh, I'm, my phone's acting up. I do hate these phones. The, um, the lady says to me, she says, not only is she still eating her food, but the next time she's going to take advantage of our $3.50 split fee. Before I got involved in the restaurant business, if you would have charged me a split charge, I would have been pissed off. I'd have been like, why are you charging me a split fee? You know, what, what, you're giving me the same amount of food. I don't do that, right? So when I charge you a $3.50 split fee, I'm still not going to send out a plate of food that looks like the plate's half empty, right? I still want my plates to look good. Um, I can't find it right now. So you're really getting more, you're getting more than one portion divided. You're getting- Here and they split a meal. Yeah. And I want you to understand this, they leave with to-go boxes. Right. My husband is completely against sharing food with me. Hmm. And it's one of those where if you're telling me that both people can walk away <laughs> with right. to-go boxes, I mean, that's a lot of food. It's yeah. a lot of food, and our Benedicts are our number three item that we sell. So I cut the ham off the bone. You know, I don't give you that Canadian ham, you know, the stuff that's so thin they can fax it to you. I literally, I pile on the ham that I've cut off the bone, couple of poached eggs, our homemade holiday sauce, or you can do fried chicken, or you can do pork. Our number one selling sandwich is our Reuben. Nobody makes a better Reuben than we do. They just, they just can't because we don't use lunch meat. We start with a brisket. We soak it for 20 days. Then we bake it for about 25 hours. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good meal. I do have one quick question because we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, do you have outdoor seating if people want to come to the restaurant? We do. We do. Yeah, we have uh, picnic tables outside. And don't worry, they're nice and bright. And we would have loved to put a Muriel out there and did a little bit more, but we do, uh, we live in Cuba here. And the city of Edgewood won't allow us to, you know, I don't know. So it's crazy. Well, um, we are so excited that you are here in Orlando. And I know I can't wait to come and try some of your delicious food. Um, what's next after Orlando? You mentioned uh, you Panama, know, City. Panama City. That's going to be your next market. Well, it, it's, um, First, when the word gets out that we're open, and, and, and it already is, we had a great day today, uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, you know, the place was, you know, very busy. Um, as we build up this, this market, we, we want to go back to areas that we can help the community. Um, Panama City, man, they got hit by that storm, you mm -hmm. know. They have a lot of foster kids there. The community has a lot of need, and, and we, we want to be a part of uh, – part of that solution. Cool. Well, Doug Miller, thank you so much for spending some time with us on Florida Foodie. We wish you nothing but the best. Thank and you. thank you for all that you are doing for foster kids yes. uh, here and across the state. We appreciate it. We know it is greatly needed. And I can't wait to try your biscuits and gravy and the French toast. And don't worry if you need to edit out anything, it won't offend me one bit. No, the, the one thing I'm most worried about is having to get new clothes after eating at your restaurant. <laughs> I've gained like 50 pounds since we started. But, and I literally tell people I have two sets of clothing in my closet. One's with stains, one with not. And, uh, 
it's just when you throw yourself into cooking like the way that we all do here it's just you just you wear it at the end of the day it's uh but so far no complaints everybody seems to love it really and it is good and doug honestly if we edit anything it wouldn't be the true you and it wouldn't be true to the fk your diet so so that's how it goes love you for that thank you all right thanks, all right doug. good luck all right take care Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Doug Miller from FK Your Diet. You can find the restaurant online at fkyourdiet.com and on facebook.com slash fkyourdiet. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or search Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can find Candace Campos on social media as well. She's on Twitter, just search at Candace News 6, and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well, and you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts.